I've got a confession to make. Ready? Ooh, confession. This will be fun. Cats are not my favorite. Oh, wait, you knew that. You knew that. So let me, let me do a, a serious one. I've got trust issues. That's right. I've got trust issues. I have trust issues with people, and I've got my own reasons. I even have trust issues with God. And see, some of this is just a, a personality thing. I, I am one of those, um, yeah, right, kind of guys, like, sure. A little bit more skeptical than I'd say the average person. Uh, I, I'll believe it when I see it kind of guy. You know, that, that's just kind of me. Um, and, and I'm sure it's got something to do with my childhood. Um, I probably need a couch to lay down <laughs> up here. Are you, are you with me? And I'm seriously, when I was about eight or nine years old, this may have something to do with it. When I was eight or nine years old, a group of friends of, of mine, well, the friends, guys I looked up to, they were teenagers. And so when teenagers want to, you know, hang out with an eight or nine year old, I should have been like, what's up with that? But I was like, sure, they, they wanted to take me snipe hunting. I don't know if you know anything about snipe hunting. You're like, what's a snipe? Well, in some parts of the world, it's some kind of bird. But around here, they don't exist. So it's, it's virtually nothing. The whole thing's a practical joke. And so they take you snipe hunting at night. So they took me snipe hunting in the middle of the woods. And this is the way this goes. Okay, again, I'm eight or nine years old. No flashlights, or at least they didn't give me a flashlight. We went out into the middle of the woods, deep, 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 deep into the woods, and they handed me this bag, and I was all excited, and they said, here's the deal. You stand right here. Matter of fact, crouch down on the ground behind the stump. You just stand right here. We're going to go out to where we know the snipe are, and we're going to chase them to you, and you get them with this bag. Where's my flashlight? You can't have a flashlight. It's got to be darker. They will see the flashlight and come, okay, okay, great. And so here we go. They go out. They never come back. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah. Joke's on me. And I know some of you moms are going, you were eight or nine years old. Where was your mother? I don't know. <laughs> I was really wanting to know. But I made it back, you know, after a couple hours, you know, figured my way back. That's just the way we played back then, you know. I'm sure that it created some trust issues I've got. But here's the deal. I'm not the only one with trust issues, am I? And I know you've got your own reasons for why you have trust issues with people, for why you have trust issues with God. You could tell your own stories. And I guess there are some people in this room and watching online that you're categorized by being too trusting, right? Like you'll believe anything, you'll believe anyone. You're just like, okay, yeah, right. And that's another kind of trust issue, all its own. But one way or the other, we all got trust issues. And here's something that's convicting, very sobering. I've actually caused trust issues in other people. I've let them down. Disappointed them. And if you're honest, so have you. You see what I'm saying? we got all these trust issues swirling around. That's why we're doing this series. And in this series, we're going to talk about the trust issues we have with people. Next week, we're going to talk about the trust issues we have with God. And before we're done, we're going to talk about what it looks like to be the kind of person that other people can truly trust. 
But today what I want to do is get things started by laying a clear foundation, solid foundation, so hopefully we can clear up a big mix-up when it comes to this whole trust thing that creates a lot of our trust issues. And I want to do this by talking about two different words and the difference between these two words. I want to talk about the difference between trust and entrust. Trust versus entrust. This is not a word game. This is not just semantics. There is a, a distinct difference, and it's an important difference. When you trust, you are relying on. You are depending on. That's what it means to trust. To entrust, however, is to take trust to a whole nother level. It's to completely rely on, to completely depend on. It has the essence with it of completely giving yourself over to the care of someone or something. Entrust is different than just trusting. Well, let me, let me continue to show you the difference. When it comes to trust, we trust people because it's something we just do. We just trust people. Because <laughs> you really can't do life any other way. We have to. It's inevitable. You can't do life alone. Inevitably, you're going to have to trust people to do things. You can't be everywhere at once, right? You can't do everything on your own. You don't have enough hours in the day to get it all done. So you trust people to do things and to accomplish stuff. And we'll talk about that. But inevitably, you just trust people. You just something you just do. And when it comes to entrust, that is something, however, that you do to God. And it's something you must do. Again, this is not just a play on words. There's a distinct difference. You just trust people, but you must learn to entrust yourself, your life to God, because that's the only way that life is going to work. And there could be somebody sitting here saying, well, listen, I don't trust people and I don't trust God. I just trust myself. Well, that's a whole nother kind of trust issue right there. Good luck with that. And that's not going to get you very far. I mean, we have to just trust people. But hopefully, you will learn what it means to fully entrust. as something you must do to God. You see, there's a difference between what God can do and what people can do. But see, I know you know that. And even if you're not a follower of Jesus, even if you're not a Christian, you would, you would say, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if God is real and God is powerful and all that stuff is true, then there would be a, a, a big difference between what an almighty God can do and what people can do. And understanding that difference makes all the difference. For instance, we talk about in church circles and we just finished a series where we talked a lot about this, we talk about unconditional love. Love without condition. A no matter what kind of love. And that is how God loves us. God loves us unconditionally. So unconditional, perfect, always gonna be there kind of love is something God can do. However, it's not something 
people can do. Not perfectly. I mean, you may have your moments. You may have times when you get really close and it's solid. It's rock solid kind of love. But when it comes to perfect love without condition, that is something only God can do. Not people. There's a difference between what God can do and people can do, and that's just an example. Let me take it a little bit further. King David, in the Old Testament scriptures, wrote a lot about God's unconditional love. In fact, in just the Psalms alone, just the Psalms alone, that big part of the Old Testament right in the middle, He talks about God's unconditional love over 73 times. This was very important to him because King David knew firsthand the betrayal of friends, even the betrayal of family, and he was very well aware of his own failures and disappointments that he had caused in other people's lives. So when you talk about God loving me without condition, that's something that King David truly resonated with. So he talked a lot about it. When he wrote the Psalms, please understand, the Psalms, even though it starts with a P, it's pronounced with an S, Psalms is a collection of music and poetry that they would use and sing and quote and read in the worship of God in the synagogue and the temple. And so he wrote so much about this over 73 times. Let me give you just an example. David writes, God, for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Wow. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. God's unfailing, unconditional love. That's something God can do. Now, here's the deal. I may be able to love you, and if I try real hard and I'm really focused, I can love you well, but I cannot love you with an unfailing failing love that's something only God can do and even if I have a great moment where I am loving you truly and deeply you cannot honestly say that my love is so unfailing that it reaches to the clouds it reaches to the heavens no there's a difference between what God can do and people can do and just God's unconditional unfailing love is an example of this look at this he goes on in another place in Psalms where he writes in this song Let the morning bring me word of, he's talking to God again, your, here it is again, unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Now watch this. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. You see, that's trust at a whole nother level. Now I may be able to just trust you with some things, but I would be very unwise, and, and just hang with me because I'll, I'll, I'll show you what this looks like in a minute. I would be very unwise to entrust my life fully over to you. Why? Because you're not God. You're just a human being. And there's a difference between what God could do and what people can do. And David was beginning to pick up on this. Now, is it wrong to talk about trusting God? No, no, we do it all the time. But when we talk about trusting God, what I want you to begin to think is entrust. Entrust, complete reliance, complete trust, the ultimate dependence on him to do what only he can do. David was beginning to pick up on this difference. In fact, let me, let me take it a little step further. David's son, Solomon, 
in all of his wisdom, had this same kind of aha moment when he writes in the Proverbs that he wrote to his own children. He said, hey kids, many claim, many people that you meet will claim to have unfailing, unconditional, you can always count on me, I will never let you down kind of love. But a faithful person, who can find? In other words, he's saying, you're going to meet a lot of people who say a lot of things, but ultimately they are not going to be able to deliver. You say, well, man, this is depressing. No, 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 no. I don't want it to be depressing to you. What I want it to be is eye-opening. That this is going to set you free in some relationships that you have. Because let me just begin to pull all this together. People are just people. They can be nothing else but just people. Only God is God. And when we begin to expect people to do what only God can do, that's where our trust issues begin to surface. And we get trust issues that lead into other issues and other problems that stem back to our trust issues because somewhere along the line, we got our expectations out of line and we started expecting another human being to do for us what only God Almighty can do for us. That's a dangerous thing to do. No wonder we have trust issues. No wonder. Let me unpack it for you like this. Let me illustrate the difference between what we trust people with and what we trust entrust to God. You might want to take a picture of this. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. But when it comes to trusting people, we just trust people with things that we're trying to maintain control over. And, and I put that in quotes because control is, is debatable. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, do we have control over almost anything? No. That's why we say things like, well, I didn't see that coming, right? Well, I didn't plan for that because the thing you were trying to control, you know, things happen outside of your control. So, but even though, let me give you a quick example. I take my car to a mechanic and I trust my mechanic to fix it. I can't do it. I need him to do it. But the reason I take it to him is because he's trustworthy. It's enable, it's, it's kind of an indirect way for me to control the fact that my car is going to get fixed. I take it to someone else that I can trust to fix it. So you see what I'm saying? So it's okay to trust people with these things. Tasks, schedules, stuff. Hey, could you look after this for me? Can you fix this for me? Could you, you know, hold the, onto this for me? Money, we trust people with money all the time. If you don't believe you do, then it's called a bank. We, right, okay. Short-term plans, we trust people with short-term plans. That's very normal and natural. If not, you can't do life. You, you just have to, hey, I'll meet you here at four o'clock on this day. Okay, great, I'll see you then. And it's like, it's frustrating. Like if when they don't show up or when they cancel on you, you're like, oh, that's so, are you with me? This is the kind of stuff we trust people with. Things of work, uh, to help us with things, time, you know, please be here at a certain time. Things that involve risk and things that involve love. It's okay. We need people to love us. We need people to come through. It's okay to trust people, but just trust people. Just trust people with these things. Contrasted by this list. That you entrust to God. Where you put complete reliance, complete dependence upon the things that you have absolutely no control over. Think about this. How about your soul? Yeah, you entrust your soul. God, your self-worth, your identity, your purpose, your security, 
your heart, your future. Not just short-term plans, but long-term plans. So long-term that you entrust God with your eternity with your hopes and dreams, things that involve ultimate risk and unconditional love, big love, unfailing love, you entrust to God. Now let me ask you, which side of this screen is most important? Where's the most important stuff? Well, it's over here. Now this stuff is important, but it's not nearly as important as this stuff. So when you trust people to do these things, no wonder we end up with trust issues. If we can figure out a way to just trust people with this side, we're still going to have issues enough, right? Because people are just people. People are not God. Only God is God. We entrust to God what only God can do. Now, I encourage you to take a picture of this and look back on it later and do some reflecting and say, where am I on this thing? Hey, parents, real quick, which side of the screen would you put your kids on? You're going to put your kids on this side. Why? Because they're some of the most important things in your life, things that you cannot control. If you think you can control your kids, wait until they turn two months. Right? One day, eventually, your kids are going to grow up and they will exercise their free will completely on their own and do whatever they want and whenever. And you will find yourself what you should have been doing all along, saying, God, they're yours. I can't. I can't. I, I don't even know what's going on. Right? Hey, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I want you to look at it like this. This is the side that you need to be focused on right now. If you're not a Christian, if you're not someone who says, yeah, I follow God and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not real sure what all this means, then, then you should begin looking at what does it look like for me to entrust to God my soul, right? My, my purpose, my security, my eternity. And there's a little card in the back of your seats that's called, that says at the top, receive Jesus. That's what this is beginning to talk about. If you have questions, you can read about it. But for Christians, listen carefully. <laughs> it's important that we get this straight. It's all about adjusting our expectations. Because we have got our expectations between people and God out of whack and no wonder. We have trust issues. Or let me say it like this. Let me bring it to a focal point here. Don't put on each other what only God can do. Don't put on each other what only God can do. If we had time, we would take it another layer. Don't put on yourself what only God can do. But we do this all the time. We look to people human beings to establish our identity, to give us purpose, to provide security for us, to fulfill our hopes, our dreams, self-worth, self-value. No wonder you have trust issues. I have trust issues. We do this all the time. We do it to our family, especially our spouse, 
think about the absurdity of this. Wives, for you to look to your husbands to establish your identity. For you to look to your husband, your human being, imperfect, not so knight in shining armor husband. Because, you know, after you've been married about 30 minutes, you realize <laughs> the knight is rusty and the armor's rusty on this knight. It's not very shiny and some days he forgets to put it on. Wives, don't expect your husbands to be God. Don't expect your husbands to do for you what only can, God can do for you. Self-worth, self-value, security, hopes and dreams. You're setting him up for failure. You're setting your own self up for trust issues. Hey, husbands, don't look to your wife for that. Don't look to her for those things that only God can do. When we look to our spouse for the things that only God can do, no wonder we have trust issues. He's just a man. She's just a woman. Parents, stop looking to your children to establish your worth your value, your significance. That's something only God can establish. That's something we talked about in this last series that comes from our identity in him through Jesus Christ. We set our poor children up for failure and we expect them to fulfill that role. Listen, let's take it to, the, to the, your career. Don't expect your boss to do for you what only God can do for you. Don't expect your coworkers to do for you, your employees to do for you what only God can do for you. No wonder we have the trust issues we have. It's just too heavy of a burden to place on each other what only God can do. It would be like me coming up to my almost two-year-old grandson, Case. Um, who is awesome, fan oh. Did I say he was awesome? I think I, I just make sure I said he was awesome. He's awesome. You learn how to talk, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I know your child learned to talk at like four months. That's great. You're better than me. But, but he's, you know, he's just so cute and all that kind of stuff. And, but he's almost two. But he's just almost two. If I walked up to him the next time he was over at the house, I think he's actually coming over a little bit this afternoon, so this is going to be fun. Um, hey, Case. Pops, that's me, by the way, Pops. Pops is a little tired. I don't want to catch the last part of the game. So if you could do me a favor, um, if you could grab that rag and see all those nice little pudgy fingerprints you put all over my TV? So cute, so precious. Could you clean those off? And when you're done, there's a light bulb in the bathroom that's out. I left the ladder and the light bulb is under the cabinet. If you could get that and put that in. And then if you have time when you're done, I piled up a big pile of sticks in the backyard from the tropical storm. If you could, they're, they're in the fire pit already. I've done all the heavy lifting. If you could just burn all that, because I know how little boys like to play with fire. That's absurd. Why? Because he doesn't even have the, the ability to understand what I'm asking of him. And we said, that's crazy. Why would you? Do? Yep, we do the same type of idiotic expectations that we place on each other. We doom each other to failure from the very beginning when we look to each other to do what only can God do for us. Let me put this list back up here again. When you think somebody can not only do these things, but can do these things, you're going to have trust issues. Maybe that's where you are in your marriage right now. Hey, I got a newsflash for you. 
They're not even going to be able to do this side of the stuff perfectly. So listen, this is why this is so important. I want you to listen very carefully. Those of you who are constantly disappointed with your husband, constantly disappointed with your wife, you're constantly disappointed with your kids, you're constantly disappointed with your employer or your employees or your coworkers. Listen very carefully. What'd you expect? What'd you expect? They're just people. So you just trust people. And, and, and they're going to have a hard enough time fulfilling this side of the equation. Don't you dare put on them anything on this side because you are doomed for failure then. Now some of you are out there thinking, well, does this just mean that people just do whatever and they don't have to be trustworthy? No, I told you. Don't, you're, not, you're getting ahead. We're going to talk about how to become a trustworthy person. But no, even then. Don't expect each other to do what only God can do. But I'll tell you this. If you get this right, then you will no longer be devastated when your husband goes human on you. And your wife goes people on you. And your kids just be kids. And your boss is just a human boss. And your coworkers are just people. You're no longer like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't trust anyone. You're right. You can't. So what are you going to do? Not perfectly. Do you see how we need to get this straightened out? Only God can treat you with unconditional, unfailing love. With everybody else, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a process of trying and failing Starting over, trying again and failing and well, we're going to learn this time. We're going to try to do this better this time. Here we go. Forgive each other. I forgive you. Please forgive me. And we're going to keep this thing rolling because we don't have any options. People are the only people we have to do people with on this planet of people. You say, well, that's why I have my cat. And that's why you have bigger issues. <laughs> right. Just telling you. Let me, let, me, let me go back to something real quick, okay? Begin to wrap this up. I want to make another observation. Don't put on each other what only God can do. I think it's important for us to take it one step further and say, and don't put on a church. Don't you put on this church. Don't you put on me as a pastor what only God could do. Why? Because I will let you slap down. And this church will let you down. People a lot of times come to church and they say, well, I hope the church can save my marriage. No, we can't. We can't. We cannot save your marriage. That is something that only God can do with your determined commitment. God will give you the power to save your marriage. Now, we can point you in the right direction. We can cheer you on. We can give you some guidance. Say, well, I hope the church can fix my teenager. <laughs> uh-uh. Can't do it. Sorry. Thanks for the nice sentiment, though. Can't do it. That's something that's going to need the help of God to address. Well, I hope the church can figure out my financial issues and fix my life. No, 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 no. no. You're expe don't expect people. Don't expect a church to do. I guess the question should be asked, who are you expecting to be God in your life anyway? God or people? Because that's what this comes down to. We look to each other to do for us what only God can do for us, then we're expecting each other to be God. Wives, you know your husband's not God. 
Stop expecting him to be. Hey, husbands, you know your wife's not God? Stop expecting her to be. You know your kids. Stop expecting them to be. The difference between trust and entrust. Don't put on them what only belongs on him. You must entrust to God the most important things and just trust people with all the other less important things. And again, it's a journey, it's a process. Maybe it would help today if we had some conversations. And it started with a conversation with God and it went something like this, from you to God. God, I entrust my life to you. I entrust my security, my hopes, my dreams, my identity, my self-worth, my value, all of these things that involve the ultimate risk, things beyond my control, I look to you and to you alone for unconditional, unfailing love. That'd be a good conversation for you to have. And to have it regularly, often. You have to remind yourself, right? Remind yourself, because if you're like me, you get this out of whack really quickly. And you start looking to people to do what only God can do. And maybe the second conversation you need to have is with that other person. Maybe your husband, your wife, your children, your friend, your boss. You say, hey, you know what? I've been expecting you to do for me what only ultimately God can do for me. I'm so sorry for putting that on you. I'm so sorry for putting that kind of pressure on you. It's impossible for you to do that. So I'm just going to trust you instead. Wouldn't that be something? Can, can you feel the difference there? See, let me tell you what happens. When you and I get this right, we won't get it right all the time, but when we begin to get this right, it right-sizes our expectations. It right-sizes our expectations of what we can expect from God, and it right-sizes our expectations from what we should expect from human beings. It right-sizes your expectations from God and people. And here's the byproduct. Here's the bonus. Here's the result. It will reduce stress in your life. All the stress caused with, I can't believe he, I can't believe she. Well, believe it. What'd you expect? I can't believe my kids. Well, believe it. What'd you expect? I can't believe my mom. I can't believe my dad. I can't believe my boss. Well, believe it. What do you expect? They're humans. Lighten up. And if you go into it with that mindset, not if they let you down, but when they let you down. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about that. But when they let you down, you're not devastated. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need counseling. I need... uh, Well, you may need some counseling, but you don't have to be devastated. Your world doesn't have to be rocked. You're going to be okay. It will reduce stress and it will lessen the level of disappointment you deal with. And you know what else it'll do? It'll begin to heal these trust issues you have. You can heal them. I want to give you some space here for you to reflect on this. I want to invite you. 
maybe this will help, to close your eyes and think. Just close your eyes and block everything and everyone else out. Think, what are my trust issues? What are my trust issues now? Because see, it changes, right? It changes through the seasons of life. But what are my current trust issues? And why do I have this issue? Is it ultimately because I've been expecting people to do what only God can do? My husband, my wife, my kids, my boss, my friends. Think about it. What would it be like to take the pressure off of them put it where it belongs, on the shoulders of the only one that can handle it, and that's God himself, to entrust complete dependence and reliance on him for the things that matter most. And then you just trust people with everything else, knowing full well they're going to let you down, and it's okay. And you're going to let them down, and it's going to be okay. Because you've entrusted to God what only God can do. See, that's where we got to live. That's where we have to be. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for us. I invite you to pray right where you're sitting. For yourself, for your own trust issues. Not everybody else's, because they got them. They, I know they got them. We'll talk about their trust issues later. But I'm talking about yours. Father, boy, we need your help on this one. David was a man that was so close to you, yet he was so imperfect and resonated and was drawn so magnetically to the fact that you love unconditionally without condition and your love is unfailing. And he talked about it and he wrote about it and he sang about it. Father, it makes sense. May we identify with your unfailing love, knowing that only you are completely and ultimately trustworthy in everything. It doesn't mean we're always going to understand everything or always agree, but we can entrust ourselves to you. So may we entrust ourselves to you. Completely give ourselves over in every way. And then just trust human, imperfect, flawed people for all the other lesser important things that we hope they get right, but inevitably they're going to get wrong. And we journey through life together with that back and forth because we do it ourselves. Father, help me to right-size my expectations. What I look to you to do and what I look to other people to do. And help us entrust ourselves to you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen.